Welcome to Ted In Your Head, the podcast where we grab a hold of our minds and ask, what's happening here? Where we answer the question, what can I do with this? And where we seek to powerfully decide, this is what I want to create. This is your host, Ted Moreno. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, a success performance coach, and a fellow explorer of what is possible. Come on, let's check it out. Welcome to the next installment of the Ted In Your Head interview series. Today I'm interviewing Harvey Slater, who is a certified holistic nutritionist, weight management consultant, and applied clinical nutritionist. Harvey uses a practical, whole food, and client-focused approach to achieving a sustainable, healthy eating lifestyle. He teaches his clients about the nutritional value of foods and how to apply that knowledge to derive the greatest benefits from the foods they eat. Harvey also offers his diverse menu of holistic nutrition consulting services at his private practice in Pasadena. Hi, Harvey. Welcome. Hey, Ted. Thanks for having me. I can't help but ask, did you bike here? Yes, I did. It's raining. Did you get wet? Yes, I get a little wet. Okay, so you bike everywhere. I do. I bike everywhere, and I metro. Yep. So I'm in awe (laughs) of... Of your physical fitness. Obviously, you practice what you preach, and and that's wonderful. So let's get right into it. I want to ask you some questions um, because here at uh, our Ted in the Head podcast, it's all about acknowledging what we have and what we can do with it, and certainly that's uh, not any more true than the health, the gift of health that that we've been given. So people like you uh, help us to really um, make the use of that gift and to uh, correct it if it's going in the wrong direction, right? That's correct. Okay, so let's start with what is a holistic nutritionist? Okay, so usually when someone hears the word holistic, they sort of go right to the, you know, it's an alternative something, right? Alternative health, alternative wellness. But then the question comes up, alternative to what, right? So all holistic nutrition is is basically just getting back to the basics, that food is essentially fuel for our bodies. And it's broken down into two categories. It's uh, food can be energy, but it can also be therapeutic, right? right. So holistic nutritionists basically just uh, look at the body as a whole unit. We basically ask the body what it wants and needs to eat and be nourished. And then we feed it that. And we use whole foods, whole food type supplements, herbs, things like that. Um, and we try to keep it keep the body's relationship to nature as pure as possible because we believe that nature has the most sophisticated design for our health. Got it. Um, So what made you become a nutritionist? Uh, And I understand you're a chef as well. I am a chef. So uh, most of my adult background is in the chefing uh, catering restaurant world. Um, Years ago, I did dabble in some... uh, uh, healing arts practices, if you will. I'm a, I'm a certified massage therapist. So I've, I've been exposed to that, and I've always noticed that I have a gift for uh, facilitating positive change in other people, and I've always sort of kept that in the back of my head. So my catering career uh, that went on for about 25, 30 years sort of hit a ceiling about uh, six, seven years ago, and my health started to decline. Mm. And, uh, you know, got into that midlife crisis thing, for lack of a better expression. Your midlife? Really? <laughs> yeah. And I uh, started to ask myself, you know, uh, 
well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I've made it this far, right? And as my health started to decline and I became dissatisfied with my career, I started looking for changes. And one of the first changes I made was just to improve the quality of my diet. Now, because I'm a chef and I have that creative appreciation for food, something sort of magical and automatic happened. And as I started to fuel myself better, I realized there's this whole other world of food out there. And that food is not just, Pizza. you know, it's not just, yeah, it's not just how the caterers look at it. You know, how can we make shrimp dance on the plate? It's actually <laughs> what is, what, what does shrimp actually do to help your body, right? So um, this transformation started to happen. I started a healthy food blog where I basically just shared my new recipes and my new ideas. And that uh, snowballed into the next thing. And before I knew it, I was getting certified as a nutritionist. Awesome. Okay. Well, it's 2019, and a lot of people make resolutions, especially about diet and nutrition. So um, can you give some tips or advice for people who are looking to eat better in 2019? Well, I'm glad you mentioned resolutions, um, because if you are looking to eat better in 2019, you don't need the change of the calendar to tell you to take better care of yourself. The best thing you can do is just understand, give yourself credit for being your own best expert. And when you decide it's time to do something different, just decide what you want it to be and make one positive change for yourself and make it a successful thing that you can move forward on. It might be as simple as I'm going to drink one less cup of coffee in the morning or I'm going to drink one uh, fewer glasses of wine at night or I'm going to uh, add a salad to my lunch. So I say the best way to approach 2019 is to try to stop looking at the exogenous influences of that tell you how to eat healthy, when it's time to eat healthy, what the trend is, and start to listen to yourself and give yourself some credit for knowing when it's the best and right time for you. So it sounds like what you're saying is instead of starting off January by saying, okay, Tomorrow, January 1st, I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to only eat paleo food, and I'm going to do this, that, or the other. It would be better to say, okay, well, what seems to be easier for me, or what do I need the most? Maybe it might be like walking in the morning and not eating so much pizza or drinking mm -hmm. less wine. So kind of checking in with oneself and taking it maybe a step at a time mm -hmm. rather than some grand resolution. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? Well, in a way, what I'm saying is um, there's nothing wrong with using the turn of a new year as a positive reason to do something renewed and positive for yourself. Unfortunately, most people in the resolution mindset are using that as another way to magnify something they don't like about themselves, trying to change themselves in a way. And there's not a core acceptance of where they're at. It's really just, you know, I'm for once and, once and for all, I'm going to lose weight, or once and for all, I'm going to get off this addiction. Um, so uh, if you're, if you're going to work out five days a week and only eat paleo, if you feel motivated in a way that is authentic and you, you know, you're doing it out of a love for yourself and because you want to improve something in your life and you feel you can take that on, who am I to tell you not to do it? But in most cases, it's not that. It's something else 
and there's a reason why people want to make those changes. And then they jump on an extreme diet or an extreme workout plan, and because they don't have that foundational groundedness with their own self-acceptance, they end up failing. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, okay, so speaking of diets, right, and, and how to eat, uh, there seems to be a lot of confusion about what to eat, how to eat. There's all these diets right now. Paleo is a big thing, right? In the past, there's been South Beach, there's been At- Atkins, there's all these diets. So who should I listen to? Well, you should listen to me, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Don't question. (laughs) No, in all seriousness, you should actually listen to yourself. Mm. And many people don't know or have the answers. So the first thing you want to do is you want to get the answers. And the best way to get the answers is to seek out good, sound, evidence-based nutritional advice. Mm. And you can read a book written by a paleo pusher or a paleo expert. And they could make a really amazing case for the paleo diet that has all sorts of impressive studies. But there are a lot of studies that once you get to that into that book that you may that you may not even realize you're missing. Like, has this diet been studied for long-term safety? Or uh, has anyone actually studied the diet of a paleolithic, you know, the, the actual nutritional profile of a paleolithic <laughs> right. person, right. which yeah. actually happens to be more vegan? Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah I, I, why do I believe that? <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah. you really want to just give yourself, you know, be your own best clinician. And all clinicians do mm. is study and research and use evidence-based information to make, to help their clients or their patients make the best choices possible. So there's nothing wrong with asking for help, but there is not a one-size-fits-all diet. There's not a one answer. I don't have the one solution for everybody. Every time a new client comes to my office, we spend the first two sessions just getting to know their unique body, their unique metabolism signature, I call it, and what their unique obstacles are. Well, I guess that's why you want to really talk to an expert that's willing to customize and look at exactly what your needs are, because I think the key thing that you said there is not one diet is right for everybody. Everybody has a different body. Right. Yeah, that just makes so much sense. Well, and also someone who's willing to listen because I can't help you heal Mm -hmm. if I'm not hearing or understanding you as an individual. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about healing. I work with a lot of people who have digestive issues such as leaky gut, IBS, Crohn's, or other kind of inflammatory conditions. Can you make a difference? Can you help people like like these people who have these kind of challenges? Mm -hmm. So... So there's the disclaimer, you know, I can't treat those types of conditions and I can't say that I can cure them because I'm not a primary uh, healthcare provider. However, when it comes to holistic nutrition, basically anything, any physical condition can be improved. It can be improved or worsened with how you, what kind of environment you create for your body, right? So our health is basically a continuum, So someone who has developed, uh, let's say, digestive issues, and let's say that it's environmentally caused. Maybe it's from the glyphosate that is in wheat and grains or something like that, or maybe it's stress, or maybe it's from smoking, or maybe it's diverticulosis from years and years of not having enough fiber in their diet, okay? Those are all environmental causes of the condition. So for those cases, you can definitely evaluate what's wrong, look at case studies, and 
determine what kinds of foods are going to help heal the gut, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, holistic nutrition can definitely help something like that, but it's a very client-focused approach. Mm. So the client is basically just all I'm doing is providing information and insights, helping the client understand their body a little better, and then they do the work with the diet. And then, of course, they continue to report back to their doctor. Got it. Okay. Good answer. Um, how about weight loss? Can you help people eat in a way that helps them to lose weight? I guess I know the answer to the question. The answer to the question is yes. So maybe a better question would be, how can you help people eat in a way that helps them to lose weight? Well, weight loss is one of the most misunderstood topics in wellness in our society. Um, we have a, as a critical mass of consumers, we have a very warped perception of what healthy weight loss is supposed to look like. And it's driven by the diet and nutrition industry. And the actual statistics across the board show that the average person who attempts to lose weight really only loses about 5 or 10 pounds. And then a very high percentage of those people actually gain the weight back. So weight loss can absolutely be helped with what I do, but one has to understand their own body, their own metabolism, and they have to also have a very realistic understanding of what their bodies are capable of. I don't have any problem with somebody setting up a challenge for themselves or pushing themselves if they want to lose 100 pounds and they have 100 pounds of fat to lose. I'm all for that, but it's important for them not to go in with... um, with, uh, the wrong types of expectations, because that's when they end up failing down the road and they get very disappointed. Well, I can see why so many people fail at losing weight, because it seems that, uh, you know, they're just looking for some easy plan to follow, which may not necessarily be the right thing to do, right? So again, a customized approach is really important. Well, there's fast weight loss methods. There are cleanses and things like that, and you can do, you know, I mean, I have some products that I work with that are quick, you know, 10-day cleanse weight loss programs. But when a client wants to do something like that, I make sure they understand that it's likely that they're not going to keep that weight off. That if they're going to do a cleanse, a fast fat-burning cleanse or something like that, that it's important to decide, do they just want to do a cleanse and they don't mind gaining the weight back again? Or do they want to keep the weight off? These are important things to think about so that when you're done with something like that, you know how to support your body to continue burning the fat or you know, maintaining a healthier weight or whatever have you. That makes perfect sense. I did a cleanse. I lost a bunch of weight, gained it all back. <laughs> so that makes sense because I just went back to the same way I was eating before, which don't yeah. me. And doing the cleanse is great. No, you know, no harm, no foul on the cleanse. Right. right? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the kudos there. <laughs> um, so... Here's something I've always wondered about. Like, there's so many people trying to lose weight, right? We know that, like, obesity is an epidemic. I think that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, Why do you think that is? Why do you think that Americans are just getting heavier and heavier? Well, because Americans in particular, our food supply is calorie-rich and nutritionally bankrupt, basically. It's basically hijacked. And, you know, I'm going to sound a little bit like a conspiracy theorist, but Mm. the facts are the facts. Mm. If you take the standard American diet, SAD, which is a real, yep, that's a real term, and the acronym is SAD, (laughs) which is just too cosmically ironic, (laughs) I think. Um, But if you take the standard American diet and you compare it per calorie to perhaps a more 
modern, let's just say vegan diet, or not even vegan, because a vegan diet could also be very processed, but let's just say a whole food plant-based diet, okay? If you put them side by side per calorie, the whole food plant-based diet is going to be much more nutritionally dense and complex uh, from an energy standpoint, from therapy, you know, uh, therapeutic nutrients, uh, vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients. Um, the sad diet, which would be, you know, a hamburger and fries, cheeseburger and fries, mm-hmm. uh, Coca-Cola, doesn't have nearly the complexity of nutrition. So what's happening is we are all um, experiencing counterfeit hunger. We don't know how to feel real hunger anymore. And we're in this vicious cycle of responding to this nutritionally bankrupt food, and we just keep overstuffing ourselves with food that's not really satisfying our bodies. So we're all feeling full and plump, but we are nutritionally starving to death. Counterfeit hunger. Man, that is a keeper. I like that. I've never heard you use that term before. Well, I got it from a doctor, so I can't take credit for it. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'll give you credit <laughs> Thank you for saying it. Um, so you, I know you probably don't like these simplistic questions, but you know, when it comes to trying to eat better, what are the top three things that I can focus on, right? If you could come up with the top three things for me to focus on when trying to eat better, what would they be? Well, I don't mind a question like that at all. And hopefully my answer will enlighten some people. Number one, you want it to be achievable. Okay. So something that is, that is realistic. Yes. Because... If you want to improve your diet and you're not willing to carry out what's required, then there's no point in starting. Amen. Okay. Number two, it has to be enjoyable. Okay. (laughs) I mean, there's a reason why food can be made to taste and smell so amazing. Yeah. I believe it's like a gift, right? Absolutely. At the beginning of this podcast, you mentioned that we have these gifts that we're given. Yes. And this is just utilizing and leveraging a gift and understanding that there are some extremely healthy foods mm. that can be made to taste amazing. Right? If it didn't taste good, we probably would never eat and we'd die. Well, right. And if you want to go on a healthy eating regimen, let's say, mm. and you're white-knuckling it through the whole thing, it's just, it's, it's un- it would be very unfortunate for one thing. Yeah. And it, it's not likely to succeed. Mm. Right? Right. And so- I would say the third thing would be now going in more of a, you know, clinical scientific direction would be to consider making sure you're getting more nutritional value and complexity per calorie eaten. So if you start to train your body to digest and metabolize foods that are more nutritionally wealthy, eventually your entire hunger uh, hormones reset, your entire metabolism heals, and you actually don't need that much food. Okay, so what you're telling me is you can train your body to metabolize these more complex foods better so that you're not hungry for, you're less hungry and not so hungry or maybe not at all hungry for foods like pizza or burgers or fries? Well, your body will automatically metabolize those foods better because it's what it wants. It's what it knows, right? Hmm. It's the other foods that your body is struggling with. Wow. But once you make that change over and you reset your metabolism and you get off of the bad hunger yo-yo, you learn how to experience true hunger, then you'd be surprised how far you can go and how much you can accomplish without tons of calories. Okay, so that's like kind of something that seems commonsensical, but the way you put it is it's just like so evident, but it's so evident it's mind-blowing, right, that our bodies have some innate intelligence as to what to eat and we like hijacked it or somebody else has. Well, that, we did. 
Yeah, okay, right. So um, how, how, how do you work with people? Say somebody comes in and they're like, you know, I want to eat better and maybe lose some weight. And so how do you, how do you begin that process? What does that look like for you? Well, I like to begin with a consultation and what we call an assessment, for lack of a better expression, although it's not that clinical. What we do is we um, ask the client a series of different questions. They fill out some forms online, and these are all uh, clinical bells and whistles to help us understand the body a little better. Uh, we ask questions about their health history, their habits, what they like to eat, what their schedule's like, um, all sorts of things. Then we do our follow-up assessment where now that we've asked the body and asked the client what's going on, what the deal is, and we've listened to them, then we can make really focused nutritional recommendations, lifestyle recommendations, dietary recommendations that focus on what we believe their priorities are so that in doing their effort, they're going to get a better bang for their buck. And that's how we get started. And then after that, it really just depends on the client's process and how much support they need. Cool. Good. Let's see. How about this question? Um, how can uh, holistic nutrition coaching uh, complement what I do, like hypnotherapy as well as other modalities of healing? Well, I think they go really well together um, because what I find, um, especially with, let's see, I would say maybe at least 60% of the cases of people that I work with who are a little more long-term, who have some uh, more in-depth or chronic um, challenges to deal with, it ends up circling back to something more than just deciding to eat healthier. It's usually some kind of... Um, let's say, cognitive dissonance, for lack of a better expression. Got it, yeah. So their desire to change is not connecting with their hardwiring of, well, mom, you know, always made spaghetti, or, uh, you know, I just can't stop, I just love this cheese, or whatever it is that's, mm -hmm. that got the, and there, a lot of that is, is, uh, is hardwired learned behavior mm -hmm. from their background, from their, uh, cultural background, mm -hmm. um, society's messages. So when you get to a point with a client where you see that interfering with their progress, it's helpful to have something like hypnotherapy because hypnotherapy can actually help somebody lay new, I like to call it cognitive uh, superhighway in their brain, right? Absolutely, new neural pathways. And on, on the it. other hand, I believe that someone going to a hypnotherapist, if they're going to a hypnotherapist, let's say for weight management, they may have that new... Um, they might have that new mindset, but then they, maybe they need the coaching and the tools on the food side, right? Absolutely. So I believe they go very well together. And there's a core healing that takes place hmm. with any kind of healing process, you know. Hmm. I mean, I can tell people what to eat, but if they're not really changing their core relationship with, their, with themselves, with their food, how is it interplay with their lives, then they're not truly healing, Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So real quick question. We're running out of time. Obviously, we could continue to talk, I think, for a long time, uh, but uh, we try to keep it a little bit shorter. Uh, what about celery juice? <laughs> you know, I still haven't researched that, but I know celery is really good for you. Okay. I don't like And I'd rather, I, I'd say blend the celery, don't juice it. Okay. Got it. All right. So, um, Harvey, wow. Uh, I just, there's so much information that, you, that you've given me. 
Um, so we, we need to kind of close it up a little bit. So um, how can people learn more about what you do and how can people get in contact with you? Well, the easiest thing to do is just to come visit my website at harveyslater.com. There is uh, information about me. There are blog articles, uh, recipe posts that I create, and there is a very, very big obvious button where you can uh, schedule a 15-minute coaching call with me. Okay, so that's harveyslater.com. You're located in Pasadena, but can you work with people that are not local? Absolutely. I have a HIPAA-compliant platform that we can do video conferencing on. Ooh. Photo journaling, all sorts of bells and whistles and fun stuff. And I have courses, uh, online courses too. So you can teach yourself how to uh, do a detox, for example, things like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Harvey, you're awesome. And I sure appreciate you come, coming on this podcast. I mean, I, I, my mind is like blown right now. And there's so many things that you said that I kind of have to follow up with you later just to like, like, what did you, what was the, like, counterfeit hunger. That's just like, whoa, man, that's incredible. So I just, you know, kudos to you. Thanks so much for riding your bike here in the rain to do this podcast here at uh, my South Pasadena studio. Um, I highly recommend that if you're interested in better nutrition, definitely go to harveyslater.com. Check out what Harvey has to offer. And of course, if there's any questions I can answer for you, or if you want me to make an introduction, you can get in touch with me through my website, tedmoreno.com. Harvey, Thanks so much, and have a great afternoon, and best of luck to you. Thanks for having me, Ted. Thank you for listening to Ted In Your Head. This podcast has absolutely nothing to do with TED Talks, TEDx, or any other TED except me, Ted A. Moreno. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti for his help in producing this podcast. For more information about me and what I do, you can go to my website at tedmoreno.com. Please connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Twitter. And finally, remember what T.S. Eliot said, We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time.